You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 264. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me are my good friends, Tom Rideout. Hello! And John Congdon. They call me Mean Daddy. Mean Daddy. Mean Daddy. We have a lot to cover. Welcome well, back, we, we missed a way, We missed everybody. a week. Yeah, welcome was there, back. Did, did anything? I think it was pretty quiet. I mean, Thanksgiving, what's going to happen on the week of Thanksgiving? Exactly. Not a whole lot, right? Nothing. Nothing can, pos- nothing can be earth-shattering. Nothing made. Yeah, nothing the earth-shattering. landscape of PHP the one week yeah. we decide to not record. Nothing. What could possibly? Nothing, no. That's why I didn't even it, check my I didn't even check my news feeds until Wednesday. You know? I think this year to. we're recording fifty one weeks of the year. The one week we don't record. Yeah. Yep. And I, I missed it last week. I missed not talking to you guys. Well, we did. I didn't miss it at all. No, we, we talked on <laughs> we, Wednesday. We, we, Do you remember? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh the, I don't remember then. Because <laughs> <laughs> we took you from drinking with us to dropping you off to drink more. Yes, you did take me from a bar and drop me off in another bar, <laughs> which was like a running theme of my whole vacation. So let's talk about that for a second. So Tom, John, and I got together IRL, which we don't do very frequently anymore since Tom left the, left the state. And the first topic on our mind that we wanted to discuss is the big announcement in the PHP community of the PHP Foundation and Nikita Popoff moving on from being part of PHP. We're going to dive into that a little bit more. But I'm kind of glossing over for now because when we told Thomas this, Thomas straight up thought we were fucking with him. Like, did not yeah. believe yeah. anything we were saying. We're like, Absolutely. no, we're, we're serious. Tom's like, whatever, let's just drink. Dude, we're serious. <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's well, recap. I didn't- I didn't have the inside track. I didn't know things in advance. There was no inside track, dude. That was all you had to do is be on the internet. Everybody was talking. Well, about I wasn't it. on the internet from Sunday to Tuesday when we met up. Well, been being talked about in a couple of places prior to the the big announcement. So th- there was like leaks and things were happening. There was announcements kind of being made, but the official announcement came Monday. Monday of last week. Yeah. So, and John, tell us what that official yeah. official announcement was. And then I'm yeah, going to so, give you guys a little inside scoop. But go ahead. Okay. So, from my understanding, for a few years, JetBrains, the company behind PHP Storm and the IntelliJ IDE that powers many different languages, hired Nikita Popov and basically paid him to work on internals for years, which is amazing. Of course, they got a lot of help within, with PHP Storm, making it probably the best IDE for PHP. Mm. So it wasn't like they did it just out of just to be generous there. They got something out of it. But earlier last year, Joe Watkins, who works for JetBrains, wrote this whole article about the bus factor. And at that time, there was a lot of buzz within the community. I think we talked about it, how Nikita is kind of like the bus factor for the PHP internals group, the people who work on, on core. Yeah. Granted, there's lots of people that contribute, but he was 
known or thought of as the leader of that had very strong opinions and so much knowledge around the code base. And well, and really wasn't like wasn't argued with because when he stated his opinion, it was a a concise 12 page breakdown of the issue and analysis behind like executing but gave reasons why it wasn't like uh you're not gonna do it because i don't like it there was usually a very good reason behind why right right so he wrote the famous php will never do generics article yeah and then implemented it it in php storm it turns out as bright as he is with php core he loves other languages as well and has decided to move away from JetBrains, move away from PHP and is working on a couple of the languages, you know, has a passion around something else and stepping away from PHP for now. So I had to do some looking into it. He's moving on to LLVM, Mm -hmm. which is a sort of like framework for creating new languages. So like just he's, he's in love with the concept of programming languages and making them but like c-sharp and kotlin and rust languages really that's yeah. cool so anyway php storm when they when they got this news from nikita decided they realized the hole that was going to be left in internals and decided hey the money we are currently spending or probably a portion of the money we're currently spending on nikita we're going to start this php foundation they are contributing a hundred thousand dollars i think yearly to the foundation and hoping other companies step on to help contribute towards PHP internals people uh, to keep the keep PHP moving forward and make it easier to or make that hole less huge in internals currently. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So so all right. Fill we... in the backstory. What did I miss? What do you have? Well, Eric? you haven't actually. I mean, do we talk about foundation or do you want to get in? Well, we can. I mean. The PHP Foundation was started by JetBrains. Anyone can contribute to it. Again, we knew about it early on. So Diego Dev and PHP Architect stepped in quickly to contribute a little bit monthly. I mean, it's not a huge amount. Now that it's more well-known, you got people contributing tens of thousands of dollars, which we cannot yes. do. But Front and center is Taylor, Taylor Rotwell. Not anymore. Yeah, 10, he's, still, he's, still, he's, still, he's, still, I mean, he's still there, but yeah, yeah 10,000 a not, year. No, it's... You can now, you can look, you can click on people's names and it's, you'll know if it's a one-time donation or if it's a monthly, yearly. Anyway, oh, I thought, that doesn't oh, matter. I thought the one-time was yearly. Or it, I, I thought, I thought no. it was, I, I thought the 10,000 was yearly. If you click on them, you'll see that yeah. what they're contributing. Anyway, the foundation is trying, there's going to be a board that will oversee internals work. You can apply basically to have a part-time or a full-time role as a developer on PHP core and it's there's still a lot up in the air and we're going to see how it shakes out here in the near future. So let me give you guys for the first time in public, the inside scoop. That's all just to cover. Nikita Popoff has actually been very upset with PHP internals for months. He hasn't been happy with the release managers at 8.1. He felt that election was stolen from me. And he said, if they don't get rid of Ben, mute, I'm, I'm out of here. here. I'm like, Nikita, that's, here. That's you need your Native American nice, headdress. But, but don't do that, Nikita, I said to myself. I assume Nikita heard me. I am sure that's what happened. We all need to blame Ben Ramsey, ben Ramsey for <laughs> the fact that Nikita Popoff is leaving PHP forever. And quite frankly, the language is going to crash. It's going to crash. And it's all Ben <laughs> Ramsey's fault because he <laughs> wanted to steal the election to be release manager 8.1. There you go. The truth's out there.
<laughs> do with it as you please. No one, no one burns a bridge <laughs> like you, Eric. <laughs> no, I burn. I go back that bridge and then I set it ablaze again. That's what I do. <laughs> no, obviously I'm joking. But did you? Did I share with you, Thomas? <laughs> ben Ramsey was on Voices of the Elephant, mm-hmm. and he kind of kept the whole thing going. Did I share that with you? Did you hear <laughs> oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. I felt bad for Karate because I I had just interviewed him for PHP Architects Community Corner. You know, he's a super nice guy, right? I don't think he has a mean bone in his body. And I don't think he could get the humor. But Ben was, to his credit, on point with it <laughs> and told <laughs> Karate the only reason he ran for a release manager was so that I went to position and called me out by name. <laughs> And there was just like this silence. <laughs> I, could, I could feel it. <laughs> you got to Yeah, you got to love the the inside people get in, a, in an audience. And credit, of thousands. credit to our Discord. Somebody in Discord had uh, turned me on to that, and I'm like, oh, that's that's too good. So, yeah, that was. I've been waiting to. Uh, I've been waiting to share that with you two for a week now. <laughs> I've been building that story up in my head. <laughs> I was I was going to put together little little dockered images of me and Nikita having dinner or something. But <laughs> that would that might have been taking it too far. I don't know. Yeah. So I, losing Nikita is a huge a huge blow to internals, but hopefully the foundation can get some good contractors, build some stuff up, and keep us going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the foundation. I mean, this is something we've talked about for a while. It's not a PHP issue as far as like. This is only something PHP struggles with. It's any big open source language like PHP. PHP just happens to be one of the older ones and it's been doing it for the longest. But you get these, these are volunteers who need to make a living. And it's nice to see that something's being put in place. I mean, necessarily the, it's not going to be full time jobs for people, but there will be some positions full time. Yeah. From what but it sounds like. It, it, it's an interesting spin on open source and being able to make money while contributing to open source. I hope it's successful. Obviously, we wanted to be successful. We were backing it from both of our company's standpoint, Diego Dev and PHP Architect. I like to see there's a lot that's unknown still, like like who how the board's going to be established, who's going to be on the board, how you know how funds are going to be distributed, how those decisions are being made, have, how much transparency. I have my money. Be. My money is on Taylor trying to get on the board. Oh, I no. don't think Taylor cares. <laughs> Taylor no. does not. Ta- care. Ta- Taylor's not no. part of internals. He's got he's got yeah. the framework, but it's not internals. Yeah, Taylor just, doesn't care. PHP yeah. could totally go away. The ta- Taylor Taylor would just rewrite framework, rewrite Laravel in, a, in another language. It's I don't think Taylor. I mean, not that he doesn't care about PHP. Obviously, he cares ten thousand dollars worth of contributing to php foundation but i don't think he 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 feels like his complete enterprises hinges on the success of php i think he wants to be a good citizen and wants to see it successful but i don't know and there's plenty of other people i, I don't know why we call taylor out specifically there's plenty of other why. contributors yeah because it's it's fun to give them our time <laughs> love you taylor <laughs> but there's plenty of other people contributing not just companies, but individuals as well. It's exciting. I'm, I really want to see where it goes. And we, I'm pretty sure the board initially is going to be made up of people from internals currently. I'm sure they're, it's set up as a completely separate nonprofit. So while JetBrain's got it going, they all they are is going to be a financial backer at that point. 
They are not going to have. I don't think they're going to have seats on the board per se. Well, they're not going to have voting power. The the well the other the other thing you need to keep in mind, and I got just some clarification on as well, is that the board is not internals. These are not two in, in the one not that not the same entity. These are completely different entities in the in concept the board doesn't have influence on how internals votes are as ran now i say I, that but I, I really want eric to throw his hat to be on the board <laughs> just so we can see him emotionally more time <laughs> just absolutely, you enjoy my suffering way devastated. too much thomas oh i do <laughs> yeah i don't envy people on this board i think it's going to be a lot of work i think there there's gonna be a lot of drama i think there's gonna be a lot of scrutiny yeah i don't envy it but i'm very happy it's there and looking forward to the people seeing how how well it's ran and and all that I, i think it's great it's conceptually such a great idea for an open source project the size of php and it's as old as php yeah you know, I, I'm very, very hopeful for it. I, now, I do want, I do want to say something. Moving on, unless we have more we want to talk about that. I, no, but I, I have one thing to say here. Is sure. I'm going to zoom in on you for this one. You ever see those those movies where the person and they're making some kind of realization, and as they spin around, like the mods disappearing. I feel like every episode lately <clears> that's <throat> been happening at your house because every time you <laughs> oh. every time you show up on camera, it's just <laughs> stuff is just missing. Like stuff is still in the place that it was, but there's just everything is just missing one piece Everything's at a here. time. Well, I we understand. Should, on that note, we should say congratulations to, yes. to Eric. Congratulations! I understand that you you've closed twice this week no just no just once we closed on we closed on the house we bought so that's finished we are official owners of that house the uh, residents there renting the house back for another month that was part of the agreement but we own we now own that house our house where i'm at right now gets closed on next week so the people who are buying the house from me will be closing on this house next week so okay i am officially 100 percent out of here next week so we'll be living for the next that is a great question, Tom. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know as soon as uh, as soon as I'll, we I'll let you know out. on a daily basis which corner I'm on. Yes, <laughs> exactly. which bridge I'm under. Unrelated, we have a new Patreon perk. You get to live with Eric Van Johnson for a week at the at the five dollar level. He'll just he'll move his stuff right into your house. You don't even have to go to his place. That's about right, man. Yeah, we'll be picking people randomly out of the. Uh, perk list for that one whether, whether you want it or not it's yes. happening i'm just gonna show up on your doorstep i live here now yeah yeah buttery buttery crumpets uh i hope you're listening yeah you can need to get that, next, that spare room built out <laughs> hey we got some other fun news we well, got a little, I mean, that's... something on my on my bookshelf back here that just came oh, in yeah. today What's so that? this is it's bring like it in closer to the camera so the the first book that we got to publish at PHP Architect since Eric and I took over is Grumpy's The Complementary PHP Testing Tools Cookbook. And ah. it's it's a very interesting put that back first. It's a very interesting book in the sense that he takes you through his one of his old applications, a legacy application that every couple of years he says he upgrades, and went through all the tools step by step of how he uses them to upgrade from PHP versions to other packages. And it's just a great read, very straightforward, step-by-step things to to think about when upgrading. Now available on phparch.com. 
And if you don't know who Grumpy is, he is he is the king of PHP unit testing. If, He's if also you, leading PHP because of the release manager situation. <laughs> no, wait, is that a rumor? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get in real trouble. Start PHP drama all over again. Good so job, that's like man. that's like everything that happened this week, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, there I was. That's it. I just have a link here that's like the Pew's archive. <laughs> 8.1 released on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, what's up with that? Who Who is running things over there? Who's going to release 8.1 on a major holiday? Come on, internals. Get well, your release managers in order. You joke, but our Docker container build pipeline wasn't explicit enough about the version supposed to build. So when the Docker container got tagged, it built itself an 8.1 container. Oh, and, really? Yeah, we had a slight... Almost emergency. Fortunate quickly, but what what would have broken though? I don't believe it would have broken anything on our system. We're actually we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. We have it. We have a ticket that was released, <clears throat> but it could could have broken something if we weren't ready for it. There are breaking changes. So I'm confused. You started that story by saying you caught it quick enough so that it didn't. I'm confused. Did the auto upgrade cause problems or no? It didn't. But that's because. The person in charge of the ticket for the Docker container got notification that morning that it had been <clears throat> and or tagged and ling 8.1. So did you have to roll back to 8.0? No. That's where I'm so confused. So production was on 8.0 because nothing had been pushed yet. Right. Had something other than this patch been pushed, it would have upgraded itself to 8.1. And that would have caused problems? Not for us because we were ready in taxes. But if we weren't ready for it, it could because our breaking changes. Okay. Eric, are you as confused as I am, or am I just not I understanding? I stopped caring, to be honest. But he did <laughs> remind me of something. And, I, and he's, since Tom is kind of praising his work people, people he works with, I've got to do a little of the same. i got to be honest with you. Aw, thanks, buddy. So oh. if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know John and I have development group. We run with a bunch of developers. Well, as well as a tenuous marital style relationship. (laughs) We we have our kids. Calling them developers is, I think, underselling them a little bit because it's kind of a full stack sort of crew. And when I say full stack, I mean hardware to to back end to everything. I'm not talking JavaScript and that crap. I mean, a true full stack. These guys, uh, the whole team just does a great job. But when we started the company and our business model to our clients, is that even our shirts, I don't know if this is one of the shirts that says it, but our whole model model was a hive mind where like one developer is never by themselves. Everybody's working on things. And ideally that's how it works out. We have a lot of good communication between the people who work on projects with our cl- for the clients that we have. And for the most part, you know, pretty happy with it. But every now and then things start to get kind of splinter off and everybody kind of gets into their little funnels and that communication breaks down a little bit. We've been working on getting a client up to upgraded to the current Laravel release. So this is a client, one of our longest running clients we've been working on for a very long time, legacy code base. We've been slowly moving them over to a Laravel infrastructure, but it's our fault. You know, that kind of stalled a little bit. And stalled we at got- five four yeah it was pretty far back and we got stuck on this old version of laravel and laravel just kept maturing and we just kept falling further and further behind so we've we've had developers working on getting that updated to the current release of laravel and that got rolled out 
today, not to production. I think it's on staging now. That that goal was to get it on production, but the client wasn't totally comfortable with it, and so we you know, we, we ended up holding off. But to be clear, the, the client thing, wanted us to wait till February <laughs> of next that's year. Very true. Yeah, <laughs> but but the thing is, is it was such a pleasure working in that Slack channel today and seeing everybody work together. It was like it was seriously like a well-oiled machine. Everybody was kind of doing their thing. There there was a plan in place to do the upgrade. You know, every little hiccup that came up, everybody was talking to everyone. It was that true like what we had envisioned of that hive mind of, you know, one person isn't trying to solve all the problems and everybody was in there fixing things and the upgrade went very smoothly. The things that held us up really were the client's feedback and trying to get the client to sign off, sign off on things. It was one of those like really good feelings as just when you work on a team, not even the fact that, you know, our com- company and our client. It's just like when you work on a team and see everything fall into place correctly and just everybody picking up everybody else. And it was, I wish I could bottle today and just have it on, on my desk. So the next time I needed that, I could just open you, it. It was, you, you know, what we need to do. We, we probably pay, pay should... more. No, I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, just tell them this because some of the feedback we get from our little monthly surveys that go out are like, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. No, well, screw them. I don't want them don't to get too to comfortable. Podcast. Yeah, nah. The podcast, guys. all their praise yeah. comes in the podcast form. Oh, we pay them not to listen to the podcast? Just saying. <laughs> That's weird because I know three of them pay to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Which is yeah. weird, but. True. But, yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to put that out there. I didn't I didn't want that to slip out. I know we have a, a lot more to talk about, but I wanted to get that out of these that- guys at the date. Guy, I keep saying guys. Team at the Diego Dev, y'all did a fantastic job. I, you are a pretty. I don't care what John complains about all the time. You guys, number one in my book. Must be a different hey. Slack channel than I have. I must be banned from that one because the only thing I saw in Slack today from your team was a discussion about you murdering hobos to take over their seats in Balboa Park. <laughs> I did not see any of this. That's a lengthy, lengthy was- conversation. About my blade skills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people are throwing bets into whether or not Eric has the, the actual skill to take down a season. This hobo. is why I ban you from channels, Tom. You release too much of the inside <laughs> stuff to people. I tell you. I gotta, hey, guess I'm what? Not only, not only is Nikita leaving uh, PHP, Jack Dorsey is leaving Twitter. What? Hell yeah. God, yeah. imagine how bad that would feel, though, if you said you're leaving your company and the next morning their stock prices went up 10%. Yes. <laughs> Come on, guys. Jeez. I was joking. I wasn't really going to oh leave. God. God. I got to. Yeah, I, I did think it was funny how leading up to last week, unfortunately, we didn't record last week, but leading up to last week, we had been talking a lot about people leaving projects and leaving companies and we've been talking about it for months in our magazine yeah about change and and rolling with it and all sorts of stuff like that yeah just kind of i mean what what do we have we had we had ned leave from github we had who else left somebody else left after the github one I forget. I don't know. I think I think everyone's coming out of the the pandemic fog, and they're like, "I gotta make a big change." What, and being offered a lot of money. <laughs> that didn't happen. But to us. I, damn it! <laughs> I do think I'm convinced now. I am totally convinced. Not only because my friend Nikita quit PHP internals because Ben Ramsey's Not running as a release manager. Not why he quit. But 
<laughs> but what else have we been talking a lot about? About how P- how JetBrains really needed to get on board with this VS Code situation, and how VS Code now had it was it VS Code dot dev, and yeah. it was. Please, I don't know. It's VS Code and IDE. That's still an IDE, right? I mean, it's a full featured IDE. Yeah, it's a fully featured IDE. Okay. Full feature IDE in your browser, right? And they needed to do something about it. And God damn it, they heard us. I don't think they, they heard did, us. Though. Did they? They absolutely heard us. They they came out with several solutions, several potential, which I will be trying from undisclosed bridge <laughs> in the near future. Okay. Yes. So here's the thing. I've, I've got y'all know me, right? We all we all have our little camps we're in, but I am the most open-minded. We will do my <laughs> oh, own okay. stuff, but I will beer. bounce around. Wait, we're calling that says, we're calling that open-minded? It's absolutely open-minded. I'm the one telling you guys about all, right. all the new stuff. All right. all right, no, that's which reminds me, I'm going to go on a, a little side tangent because this was brought up since we weren't recording last week. We had a couple of listeners. Go back and listen to old shows. I'm like, you know what? This isn't the first time this has happened. I really should go back and listen to our shows. And I started listening to our old shows. We used to really enjoy doing this. We used to like each other. <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> I That's because I wasn't on most me. of them. No, it did, re- it did remind me of the California Legalizes Weed episode, which is a story that, that we are all very familiar with. But I think our our <laughs> listeners are not all very familiar with, which is that when California legalized weed, before the episode, John figured he'd try it out. And we didn't realize until while I was editing the next day that John only spoke when directly spoken to. <laughs> so Eric said, hey, John, how are you doing? And that was the last thing he said until keep it ugly. And we just didn't notice. But he was the whole time staring straight at the screen, intense. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to <laughs> fall asleep don't throw up. i have don't to throw get up. i can't wait to get get to that one for those interested i i started i've been using notion a lot we're actually using we're it as using part it of our more HP and more architect workflow it's really cool once you get your head wrapped around it but i started a notion page and because if you remember tom like at first i didn't realize how long it was before john joined us we did six yeah i think five or six shows by ourselves we did, we did six that was just me and you and, i was on number six according and, to your uh, notes we weren't really keeping show notes back then i think we kept some you know some i kept them in the su- i kept them in the subreddit which still exists but has zero activity well not when we first started that that didn't happen to years later i think it was but, so this is why i'm doing this yes i am i am totally capturing all the shit that you say this was my idea i did this I did, i'm listening to the show i'm like you idiot you're not it's right there in the show the funniest thing, though, is I think it was like the first or second show, listening to your praise and your love and admiration for Taylor Otwell and how much you thought he was the greatest guy, mm. how fantastic Laravel was. You delete a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is so bizarre but but i so I, I hadn't initially i wasn't initially doing this to share with people so there's a lot of you know john does or i do this or this or that and, and it's just like i'm like 
I just talked about just how crazy you are about Laravel and Taylor. It was so weird. But I started recording like the first time you mentioned Rocket League because Rocket League was like such a big thing there for a while. Yeah. Yep. How I kept referring to before John joined <laughs> joined the show, how I kept referring Your to partner. John as my my partner. Yeah. My partner. <laughs> well you you still do. And what's great <laughs> is <laughs> Our second show, the second time you and I recorded, you flat out forgot my name. <laughs> I think I think that the drinking before the show or during the show shifted no, at some point. No, wait a minute. That was the other thing that blew my mind, right? Is on one of the shows, I have to go back through, you talk about how you don't drink when you code. Like, it's like, huh? I still don't. What? You're out of your mind. I don't. Oh, whatever. I, I, I can, don't I believe can, you. I can probably tell you the exact same thing I told you then, which is that I have done it in the past. And every morning when I look at it, I go, what the fuck is this? No, <laughs> I don't I, I don't drink in code. It's bad, I'm, I'm bad looking juju. At, at episode three, Tom talks about how 30 minutes is about the, just the right amount of time for the length of this podcast. Like We really don't need more than 30 minutes. I think that's still the case. We just go over by 30 minutes every week. <laughs> See, the first time I mentioned that I drink scotch was on episode four. You start talking about Vue.js. All your praising of Laracast goes on. Tom La- Laracast working. is still great. Yeah. It's just that I there's nothing all- on there I need anymore. I've like done it. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it through all these, all these shows. A listener has offered to help, help with the notes and see if that happens. But I'm actually enjoying, like, I'm enjoying it. And again, as somebody who edits the podcast, which I have now confirmed, I was the one editing the podcast from the beginning because we talked about it on the show. So whatever. (laughs) But as I remember editing the podcast early on, and like, if you guys remember, we used to do the clap check and we all recorded separately and we had to line line everything up. So much noise and so much, like, every time somebody hit a desk or hit something, is so irritating to listen to, and now I it, listen to it. And I'm like, it's so nice oh, yeah, that you I say somebody because it was it was John every time. No, I think John, was, I think I was the one guilty of hitting my mic all the time. You did that, but John would like drop screwdrivers and stuff on his desk. He that's had a whole that's true. Yeah. He had a whole yeah, or, or he had the little clicky thing. Yeah, remember when he had the clicky oh, yeah. thing? Like, motherfucker, would you stop with the clicky thing? Whole whole side projects during the episodes we were recording. Look how you young think. you guys look on episode twenty nine. I know it's it's rough. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was I had a I had a birthday dinner this week with my wife and all my kids, and I looked at the table with all of us sitting there, and I whispered to my Wait, wife, "Was it your birthday?" No, it was my twin's birthday. Oh, oh okay. Right. I looked at them and believed this, but we're not legally responsible for these people anymore. We could just leave. They can't <laughs> stop us anymore. My twins are 18 and the oldest one. And what a bizarre feeling to have a house full of people who you can just be like, you know what? Going to have to bail. Going to get an apartment. See you guys later. Good luck. It's very nice. <laughs> just, just, just have Both it my there. kids... Or well beyond the 18 oh, mark. Oh, yeah. Not going to do And I have to say 100%, I never thought of doing that ever I, in my I, life. I'm not saying You're I'm a horrible person. Yeah, you should, okay. think, you should not, not have any more kids. That's the topic of this podcast. That's the topic of last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will admit, like, from the moment, moment my kids hit 18, I thought, okay, we're counting down. Like, th- 
they're yeah. going to be moving out any day now. They'll be moving. I never once thought, oh, shit, we'll just move out. Screw up. I've met your kids. I, I like them. They're nice. <laughs> oh, they they listen to the know. show. Of course they're nice. Yeah. Your, your kids being, don't listen to our show. They're being very polite tonight. I'm, I'm actually happy. Oh, there they go. Hey, never mind. Should, Woke should, them up. Should, should we talk about the opening where I said they call me mean daddy? Kind of don't want to. Just I want to leave it hanging there. And sure just... not, John. Let's make it about you. <laughs> God. So Eric and I met the night before the show. Had a, had a couple beers. And I brought a chess set. He's talked about wanting to play chess. We decided we're going to play chess. And and in there, as we're, as we're playing, I'm like telling him I taught my kids. And to, they call me mean daddy because I'm always mean. I, I don't take any prisoners. It's just like. Gonna take your queen because you left it hanging there. Yeah, I, I left my queen hanging. Eric took it. <laughs> I'm retiring we're, from chess. I'm officially undefeated. Thank you very we're much. We're talking. Nice. We're talking through every move, and he says, "Oh, I was thinking about doing this." I'm like, "Okay, but I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna I'll trade my rook every day of the week for your queen. No problem." I make a different move, and he's like looking. He's very confused, and then it hits me like. Oh shit! I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, Eric legitimately won his first game against me. <laughs> so you got to be really careful because Eric is already a bully, and as a chess bully, I could not imagine the, it, it was, the troubles he would raise. Although, well, if you're going to be living in a public park for a while, chess is a good game. Yo, that's, good that, that's true. <laughs> if I if I'm was, going to prison, I might want to to play that. It was funny because not not ever playing with a person before. I played a couple of times on the computer, and I've been watching a lot of courses. Like I thought he was baiting me. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at my moves. I'm like, there has to be a reason he's doing this. Like, what am I missing? I, I was just <laughs> waiting for him to blow me out of the water the moment I did it. And, and to John's mm-hmm. defense, or to John's credit, I was I was going to bail on my plan because you know, like I said, we we're talking through it all, and I'm explaining to it and. So I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to do it. And John makes his movie, goes, do it. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, just, just do it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, what are you, what am I missing? He's like, you're not missing anything. Just do it. <laughs> I, I messed up here royally. I did. See, I keep trying to tell him while well, I have a, an 800 rating on chess.com or like, that's nothing. I'm still a beginner. I, I constantly that's that's the thing is that john has been playing against his kids for too long he's you know he's going to bed at the end of the night i wonder if i should take the grandmaster challenge or not. should i go pro i think i should go pro <laughs> it seems like i'm My really job. good at this. this this is going well for me i then he plays one person who has who has studied for five hours and watched the king queen's gambit and it's like yeah did you mean to leave your queen there that seems like a mistake. <laughs> All right, we it got was, totally it was off fun. track. We are it was off, fun. We got totally, off track. There's still we got crazy news. <laughs> Screw crazy the news. news. I, have, I have more funny stories. I like the personal funny stories. I got another funny story well, I want to we'll share. Go, okay, we'll go let's back to it. Save it. No, no, okay. save it for I'll now. No, 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 no. Let's see. I want to hear no, the funny story. No, I, I like sh- save it. Go. Okay. Uh, I got so a funny with, story, too. Don't, don't let me forget. We're going to do funny stories. With PHP 8.1 releasing, we are losing all support for 7.4. All really? active I thought we were getting back on track. We're get, we are getting back on track. We're losing active no, support we were, for we were, 7.4. No, we were talking about JetBrains. I wanted to talk about oh, JetBrains. More JetBrains stuff? More JetBrains stuff. Maybe we should take a break and thank our sponsors. What do you think? Yeah, Is it a good time good to idea. thank our sponsors? Let's do that. 
Honey Badger. When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built Honey Badger. It's easy to install Honey Badger in your backend applications and front-end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's Honey Badger, where the monitoring tool for web developers would rather be, well, developing. Thanks, Thank Honey you, Badger. Honey Badger. Thanks, Honey Badger. We do appreciate your support. All right. So we were talking about JetBrains, how JetBrains listens to the show clearly because, you know, we were concerned about, not concerned, we were talking about VS Code and how a lot of developers are shifting back to VS or over to VS Code. And VS Code has the VS Code.dev site now where you have your complete IDE and a browser. As well as GitHub.dev. So if if you're looking at a file and you change the domain from .com to .dev, it opens that file code browser. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little trick that, yeah, maybe you guys don't know about. I, 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 to I use show. it all the time now. <laughs> Can't you just, just hit dot as well? Yes, just you can. Hit period? Just hit period and it'll do it too. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that said, JetBrains has released a couple of tools, which I am thinking about giving you a try. I, I did some experimenting with, but I'm going to probably give it a try. I'm, I'm really hoping that somebody wants to write an article about this for PHP Architect in the, in the very future. Well, I'm sure, so, I'm sure there's someone at JetBrains whose job is to do just that. So first thing, let's talk about the lightweight VS Code. I was a little confused about this. Not VS Code. This is the lightweight editor. Right. Well, that's what I was talking about. So the, one of the strengths that VS Code has is compared to a tool like PHP Storm. Let's let's all just focus on PHP Storm because that's who we are. JetBrains has a ton of IDEs for which is another problem, right? No matter what language you code in, you fire up VS Code and you can configure it for that language. PHP Storm has different IDEs for all this stuff, right? It's bulky. It's a little slow. That's always my argument with with using Vim is, hey, it's fast. Like I, I can switch around and things and blah blah blah. I don't have to. I can go from Python to PHP and well, it seems like JetBrains is going down this, going to give this a shot where they're not replacing anything. They're just adding a new tool to. It's a weird tool. Why is it weird? To me, so, it, it feels like oh, it's competing with Notepad++. Let's, let's let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. I'm talking about Fleet, Fleet right? Yes. Fleet. Okay, so th- it's not released yet. It's in private beta. You can you can request to be part of the private beta. I have requested, and I, have I don't to. know. I just got an email reply going ha ha ha. I'm like, what the hell is that? Where's that coming from? <laughs> so I okay, got the same first, one. Weird. First thing about Fleet does not currently support PHP. Right. That's true. Coming soon. Coming soon. Which is weird. 
So I, I wonder, I wonder what, like, I always assumed PHP was like one of the top IDEs for them. What do you think is the top one? Python? PyCharm. PyCharm. Hmm. It's, probably not their, it's probably not their top paid. Their top paid is probably the Java, the JavaScript one, the Node one. Really? I would think Java. Not. I, I still would think it would be PHP Storm, but. Well, okay. I mean, I'm sure they, they say. You th- All right. Well, again, we don't need to get sidetracked. That's fine. So Fleet looks very much like VS Code. Wait, the next time you're at dinner with Nikita, Eric, ask him. No, I think we're going to go play Ultimate this weekend. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll bring it up. Inside joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they have an IDE for iOS and macOS development, which is probably very popular. Are you still looking that up? I thought you were looking at Fleet stuff. So Fleet, Fleet looks very cool. Looks lightweight. I, I would be more than happy to give this a try. There, there are a couple things I'm not completely understanding like the whole enabling of smart mode like i'm not sure so so php storm jetbrains ide in general is a java application yes mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. whereas vs code is a node javascript application i believe that this the reason that they don't support php or c plus plus or c sharp right now is because this is their venture into the node categories i think they're trying hmm. to get faster and faster and uh, node is significantly faster than right now so but they, but they supporting java yeah because java is like the first thing you lump side now i think it's weird and that it's not supporting php J- yet, but I'm sure that too. there's a reason there's a reason for it but this is a competitor sort of for Notepad++ right now. They make it clear, you know, right up front. Why do you say that? Because they say this is a lightweight editor and later on explicitly say it's also an IDE. So it's like it's it's an ex- it's an extensible but, editor, which is what Notepad++ I, is or what VS Code is. I think that's what is. they – I say I think that's what they consider VS Code to be as well. Right. I, mean, I think so I think too. they consider their tool an IDE. Like out of the box, it's an IDE. Right. And, and I think these others in its non smart mode, I believe it's just a syntax highlighter and brings, you know, spell check and code completion. But in its smart mode it loads plugins that are language specific, which is basically what VS Code does and isn't actually that different from what JetBrains big product is is the the fighty or the intelligence intelligence smart studio. mode. So smart mode is like a little icon next to the in the top right corner on Mac. If you click just, on the link I, I sent, I thought I saw it in this article somewhere. Not, not in the one that I just moved over. I didn't see it. I like the fact yes. that the whole, that it has collaboration built in. That's going to be exciting in that case. Cause it's real time paraprogramming. Seems like it's going to be a lot I better think- in that than code with me is. It's their next IDE. I honestly, I think this is this is going to replace PHP Storm or IntelliJ, and they just have to work up to it. And it's in beta right now because it has a lot of their sort of cutting edge features, such as remote work, like co working, <clears throat> cloud virtual machine support, Docker support. This thing called Space, which is a virtual execution environment that's like exclusive stuff. So that that was another very interesting thing that I don't know how long space has been around for JetBrains, but as somebody who runs a development studio, and one of the things we fight with is making sure everybody's got a good version of a development environment. Docker has gone a long ways to help us with this, and standardizing on Docker containers makes it easier. This idea of pushing that development environment to something like spaces is pretty appealing to me. I 
I haven't looked into it much yet, yet, but I definitely want to check that one out. Now, along with this, JetBrains also announced PHP Storm 2021.3, which is their newest version that supports generics, enums, all the new stuff that's... Well, let's say, first off, all the enums and new stuff that's in 8.1, as well as generics, support for Doctrine Collection generics, Laravel 9 collections, which use generics, generic types from constructors, and PHP generics. So if you if you don't know about generics, it's a really handy coding tool to make sure that the contents of an array or a class match a structure that you define somewhere, which is not supported by PHP or not enforced by PHP. But when it's integrated into the IDE, it can show you if something is going to go wrong because you've got the wrong structure. So it's a very, very useful development tool but it is not supported within PHP itself. And it's actually, it's probably not ever going to be supported in PHP. Akita is not there anymore. So you're saying maybe it has a chance? I Thanks, Ben Ramsey. Ben Ramsey. <laughs> uh, after seeing the fight that went down over a simple <laughs> deprecation warning <clears throat> this, this week, <clears throat> generics is never going to make it. I believe le- that we had talked about deprecating dynamic properties last time we recorded. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It did pass. It barely met the two-thirds threshold that's required, but boy, it was a fight. I mean, the hundreds of posts on internals of people supporting or not supporting, just awful. The final result of it is that in 8.2, a deprecation warning will be thrown, and it will not be an error exception until not, which I don't even think is on the release cycle yet. But wait, Tom, we're not done talking about JetBrains yet. We still haven't addressed the remote development part of this. Should I continue? <laughs> yes, you should. Yes. We, uh, are you talking about so, a, a fleet or so, JetBrains in general? That's uh, their new we're, thing. Another new thing. The, you've, got, you've got more new things. So, so we're talking about VS Code and, and how JetBrains is looking like they're trying to position to compete a little bit more with the lower end. No, I shouldn't say that. The not as good as, no, won't say that either. The lighter weight editor. Keep going and see like how long VS your microphone Code. works. <laughs> and we talked about how VS Code has VS Code.dev and talking about all that. JetBrains now taking is creating a solution for that as well. And they're taking a very unique approach to this. You mentioned spaces, and I think this plays into spaces as well. Not spaces, but just space. Space. I'm Jet sorry. Brains, You're absolutely space. Right. JetBrains now has a product called Gateway, JetBrains Gateway. And this is different in the sense that this is meant to run on a server that you manage, or not even a server, system that you manage. It could be a server in the cloud. It could be your desktop. Gateway and projector. Get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. I try not to, but there's so many things Bring that JetBrains did this week for some reason. So this one's called this one's called Gateway. I, I probably should have done projector first because of reasons, but I started with Gateway. This is the one I'm going to try. So what Gateway is, is it's meant to be installed on a system that you can access via SSH. And you can put in a powerful server, or in my case, I, I put it on my desktop. And if you can SSH to the box, it will then allow you to launch that lightweight IDE editor, not 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 fleet. Although I wouldn't be surprised if it gets replaced with Fleet. I think it's the same I, lightweight editor that Code with me Code with me uses. That's that's mm-hmm. JetBrains, yep. right? Code with me. Yep. 
That's it. It seems like they've put a lot of work in it because I hadn't even realized I was in the lightweight IDE when I was testing this. This it's not a lightweight it's IDE. A, it's it a is. rendering engine change for IntelliJ. And so I, IntelliJ I'm sure it says a lightweight. Oh, oh, I am looking at the it. wrong thing again. Jumped ahead of you. Yep. Yeah. Let's uh, That's mute, fine. mute that part and edit it out. Clapjack. Yeah, I'll just I'll cut it, cut it, cut it. I'll, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes. Though. <laughs> so, so yeah. So if 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 you have SSH access, or again, works Gateway works with Space as well. You can connect to the server and you edit everything. Not server system. You connect to the system and you edit everything on that remote system. So the files on the remote system, the editor is is working off the remote system. So if you have something. If I remember correctly, this is the one that can actually run on a Chromebook. So if you have something like a Chromebook, you can actually run this and you don't have to worry about power. Now, the thing that intrigues me the most about this and one of the things that came up short with the VS Code approach is because it's on my system, I have all my services available to me. I have my web server. I have my database server. I have you know, whatever tools I use for testing. And you can do port forwarding for those for those tools. So... I my plan next week as I will be a nomad for a couple of weeks until I can move into my new house. I am giving John my desktop, my System 76 desktop. He's going to hook it up and my plan is to continue to work off this desktop. Now, here's my challenge. The moment I saw that all I needed was SSH access to my machine, I thought to myself, well, if I have SSH access, I can just use Vim. So why would I do this? <laughs> <laughs> because I already have that connection. Well, but does your, does going... your Vim have Vim bindings? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am, I'm going to give this an honest try. If it's, if it's slow, I, I will fall back. Jesus Christ. If it's slow, I will fall back to Vim. That's always good. And I'm very, very excited to make sure my Cloudflare, Cloudflare configuration works. I'm using that Cloudflare service that allows me to SSH to my machine. So let's see how it works. So I'm excited about this. I will be reporting on it. I don't know how often I'm going to be able to record with you guys, but if I can record with you guys, I'll let you know how it's going. The exciting part is, now, is having to fend off people from <laughs> from under the freeway bridge while you've got us. <laughs> Remember, start with so the now, cheap start with the cheap tent. Stab your way up. <laughs> so. So, Tom, Tom kind, of, kind of gave a little bit of a spoiler. There's another project, yet another project. Which I can't discern Jeffries. as different in any way. Well, it, it is different because this one works a little, little differently in the, asp- in the sense that, first thing, you need, to, you need to have the ID running on your system. I do think there's a command line version to it. There is. But... Projector, which is the other project we're talking about, is very similar to Gateway. However, Projector is the one that allows you to access it through a browser. So what you do is kind of like kind of like Gateway. You get on a system. This again can be a server, could be a desktop, whatever it is. You fire up Projector and Tom's credit, he's correct. I remember doing this now. There is a command line version. You can you can launch the IDE if you want, but there's actually a command line version you can launch as well. So again, if you have SSH access, you can SSH to it. It will then give you a URL to your machine to a port. So it's I think my port is a port for me it was like 8,888 8, or something. You can connect 
to it through your browser, a la vscode.dev. So that's the biggest difference. Now, the thing that's appealing, it's so the thing that's appealing to that, the thing that's appealing to that is idea that I could still work off my iPad. Now, I'm not talking about for the next couple of weeks why I'm a nomad. Right. But if I go to a conference or something and all I have is my iPad and I need to do some development, I can fire up an SSH terminal, I can launch it on my desktop, and then I have my browser interface to my coding environment, which again is on that system, my system or whatever system, and I have access to my web servers, my database server. We went through all that. These are all very promising projects. And I do kind of like the idea that you still are running this stuff on your systems. You're not dependent on some free service. Like as, as somebody who does this professionally and as somebody who makes money doing this, my antennas go up for things like VS Code. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, how can this be free? Like, this is crazy. And I don't know if I can trust this. And things go down all the time. AWS goes mm-hmm. down. GitHub goes down. If you're, how you make your living is coding and that's down for a few hours, that would suck. Absolutely. Yeah. So running this stuff, I have, I have no quorums running. I happen to have a very hunky desktop, so I'm doing it on my desktop, but spinning up a server in DigitalOcean and throwing this on DigitalOcean and locking down that server, I mean, that's very easy to do. Instead of going, if you need a new development environment, instead of spending, you know, $3,000 on the new MacBook, you spend you know, 50 bucks a month on a digital ocean machine for the, for the months you need to do development. That's high end for digital ocean. I mean, you, I think digital ocean is like as low as $10 a month. Five, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm paying it's appealing five. to me. Yeah. So these are good solutions for real, real world developers. I, I say that I assume if you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a real developer and not somebody who does it, <laughs> you know, on a, on a whim and just to see what it does, because yeah, this is, this is way above your pay grade. Yes. But Speaking of flattering our listeners, huge thank you. We have new you. Patreons. Huge have thank you to all of our patrons. Two new Patreons. Let's see. I want to see the new Patreons come on. Now we have to watch all of them. Somebody's got somebody's to do some filler. And our international people are starting to get their packages. Oh, Actually, yeah. I had somebody reach out and say, hey, stuck in customs right now. I'm sorry. I don't do a whole lot of international shipping, so I don't know Stop. all the rules. Stop they, putting all that cocaine yeah. into the stuffed they, animals. They don't think it's a bomb, but they want to know why I would want it in the first place. <laughs> so supposedly me just typing to them saying, yes, this was a gift was enough. And if you're in the customs office, it was a gift. It was a thank you gift for these people that support us on Patreon. John Cena. John C. And James, James Harding. H. James Harding. Oh, hey, H. Yeah, James H. <laughs> James Harding, the professional basketball player, is listening to the show. Yes. And Darling Data in our Discord has been asking questions for the show. If you would like to ask questions for the show, where would you go, John? I would go to discord.phpugly.com, which we normally do at the beginning of the show and screwed that up. We totally forgot, and it's okay. We have enough stuff. Yeah, we, we haven't talked in two weeks. We're excited to talk again. Hey, we were really happy to see each other. <laughs> it's been a week. been one week. Uh, to answer your two. question, Darling Data, do you ever use Linode? I have not used Linode in years. I'm kind of a digital oceans person. Uh, for my cheaper projects, and we do AWS for the higher we, end stuff. I actually, we, we, we had somebody that Linode in a long yeah, time. Yeah, we we had like somebody stagnated. We had an old friend of ours that pushed Linode heavily. Like, absolutely loved Linode. We used it for DNS for a long time, but never spun oh, up any machines right. on there. 
I forgot does about it run, that. Does You're it run right. Fox Pro? No, talk, you you know who you know <laughs> of the person I'm talking about. I know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a anyway. lot of team. So, so we do have a no, channel. No, not that nope, person. We, not, not we do have a channel that. in our Discord, in our Discord, where you can ask show questions. We have the general chat, which is where a lot of people just hang out. Darling Data also asked a question in there. We should we should give it some airtime that if we couldn't code in PHP anymore because Ben Rams, you've ruined it for everybody. Nikita left and now PHP is going to die on the vine. <laughs> Thank you, Ben Ramsey. What language would you member. code in? <laughs> I thought you're That's I exactly how it was written too. Word for word. I'm your, surprised uh, you could read it like that. Response was pretty good there. Tom, go and Rust. Why Rust? I'm interested in Web ASM, the WebAssembly language, mm-hmm. and Go and Rust, I believe, both export Web ASM. Also interested in more development. Getting that in 8.1, but mm-hmm. not in the not a true asynchronous. It, it's not threads; it's fibers. Mm-hmm. And there's just uh, there's there's interesting stuff going on in Rust right now that I'm I don't have the time. John, how about you? And I know you were an old Perl person. I was just going to say I'd fall back to Perl, <laughs> go back to, back to CGI. To I'm okay. terrible. I mean, understand changing languages as long as you pick up the syntax. It's not that hard. I just, I'm old now and I don't want to try new languages. See, now I'm the opposite. I'm a language whore. I swear to God, if the language just has a couple of good syntax to it, I will give it a try. I am pretty okay with Python. Like, I think had I not been, had I not invested so much into PHP, I may have gone down the Python path. Python to me seems easy to pick up. It seems like a very naturally spoken sort of language. Much like Tom, I'm really interested in Rust. I'm really interested in Go. I've done some Go stuff in the past. Haven't done any Rust. I've been trying to get my head around C because I want to be able to contribute to Core and and cook bad, but I'm not making a lot of progress. Why why, why didn't either of you say Ruby? Oh, I did Ruby for you. Oh, I did Rails. I didn't really do Ruby. I did I told you that story in the past. The only reason I bring that up is we'll talk more about this next week, but my kid's school is doing something around technology. And I was trying to find like prominent websites that use PHP that kids in middle or elementary school wouldn't get. And they're big Mm -hmm. into this prodigy game and it's a math based learning game. And I start looking at it and they have a career section. So I go to see what they require and it's written in Ruby on rails. Like really, that's still it's, it's not still a thing. It's not, it's not a thing. But this is a newer game. It's not like this is like uh, legacy, three, three, a legacy three years crappy old, game. Four years old. I don't know. Yeah, no. don't know how old it is. Ruby's not a thing. That's that's the thing. Is that... it's a thing? It's just not a popular well, yeah, thing, so as far as cold. we know. Hey. How do we? Yeah, you're not in the community. How do you know? Insert reference to Fox Pro here. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It exists. There's stuff running it, but like nobody's spinning up new sites. That, I so, mean, so says you. No, so says so says IntelliJ's survey. I think we discussed this three, four weeks ago that the the JetBrains survey went out and Ruby is basically a dead language or a dying language. Uh, Darling, you said you'd never understood the appeal of Ruby. So I think there was the, a there's a gap yeah. where Node <laughs> Node hadn't hit their really great version. Wasn't John Tom? Finish your thought. I think I think Ruby came out with asynchronous requests and responses 
It was a strong framework on top of Rails, and Node was not mature enough that people were uh, moving way, to it. Wasn't yet. it? No, Rails was on top exist. of it. No, Ruby on no, Rails. Node was Node wasn't a thing. No, ra- As, Node was Node was a thing, but the big dependency for Node was the Chrome engine for node which was the seven release was um for node that was when their performance stuff they managed and mm-hmm. node started to take off but node okay. on node existed but it wasn't being wasn't really popular but I think you're absolutely in- wrong but i'm curious about what john's oh. response is i would say i don't know all i know is back in the early 2000s when i was a pearl developer what this no, is what i was trying to say when i was cut off no. No, no, I, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, Tom, but I first got to say I should have been the release manager. No. <laughs> you guys didn't get it. I talked earlier about how I didn't need to be here. I just needed to record certain phrases. And one of them was, Tom, you're wrong. And nobody picked <laughs> it up. Come on. I, I am comic gold. You guys aren't working with me. Okay, go ahead. Yes, and Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> Early 2000s, I'm a Perl developer making the switch. Me and the, me and my friend at the time that brought me into PH, the world of PHP, or into the world of Perl, actually, split ways. He went the way of Ruby first and then kept trying to get me to go that route. And then for some reason, I went PHP. It's just this weird thing, and I'm happy that was the case, obviously, here 20 years later. but Can I, can I uh, give you guys the real reason? Do you guys sure. Care? I would love Shame. to hear your reason. Tom, you look upset now. Do we hurt your feelings? No, I, I misread a. I misread. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just read your Discord. You know who you're talking to, right? Yeah, I know. But my whole okay. night, my whole night is ruined from that joke falling flat. <laughs> All right. So, as somebody in the enterprise at the time, What's I can tell you exa- exactly what happened. PHP was the accidental language, right? It wasn't meant to be a language to the extent of what it is today. As as Rasmus has and, recently said on many interviews, like he doesn't like PHP. <laughs> so so the fact that it, it started picking it up steam and on all, the foundation. All this, there was a lot of there was a lot of discussion around what was good. The web was also taking off. Ruby on Rails was marketed as the first language. Ruby and Ruby on Rails was the first language designed for the web. And every enterprise out there hooked their teeth at marketing campaigns. Like, wait, we want to be on the web. Ruby on Ruby is designed for the web. Ruby on Rails is a framework for Ruby. Everybody should be using Ruby on Rails. That's why there are other frameworks written using Ruby, but Ruby and Rails in Ruby was the combination that was a language designed for the web. Whether it's true or not, whatever. It was a very eloquent language at the time. Using it in active records and all that, it was very eloquent and it did look like it had that that concept it, it had the whole MV, mvc <clears throat> structure very early on it had it understand that object oriented programming and all this other stuff so there were there was a lot of benefits to it other languages caught up and ruby didn't keep innovating it had a lot of it had a lot of scarves and espressos behind it too yeah well I still, to this day, I think the thing that saved PHP was the fact that you could spin up any server anywhere and get PHP, whether it was the old version or not. Nobody cared back then. To get Ruby and Rails running on a hosted provider was a pain in the ass. Okay. So, so really? 
Hmm. Darling Data is asking, what was the appeal? And and having done a few mentoring sessions for PHP in a Ruby shop, which let me tell you, don't do that. Don't don't do a mentoring session for a language because there's always that guy <laughs> who's like, oh, yeah, that's we do that like this in Ruby. A lot of people were coming out of college, ready to work, and they got hired by a web dev company and they went, oh, web dev, that's not real programming. So they had to get the most advanced form of language that they could get. It had to support all of the stuff they learned in comp sci. And at that time, we were looking at PHP 5X, 5.4 and 5.5, I believe, which did not support a lot of advanced language features. So the choice was, do we go with PHP, which everyone thinks of as the like the WordPress language, or do we go with this new thing called Ruby, which is designed for the web, supports asynchronous, does all this cool, fancy stuff, and they settled on the thing that most reflected their college educations, but didn't really reflect the development environment that they were getting into. Because Ruby at the time was significantly more difficult to learn, deploy, and maintain than PHP. But they wanted the cool new thing so they could do the cool new tricks. And I totally understand that appeal. I want 8.1 for the same reasons. The thing with the cool new tricks. I want enums. I want all that but support. I do think you're selling it a little short. Because also, if you remember at the time... They weren't great PHP frameworks, and Ruby on Rails was a great there framework. Were, it had migra- it had migrations, it had package management, yeah. gems or whatever. It was very strong on testing, test-driven development. Yes. So it did bring a lot to the table. It wasn't just the reasons you're giving. It was a forward-thinking framework at that time. Again, so other are languages you, are is you caught up there. Laravel saved PHP? <laughs> I think frameworks in general saved PHP. Zen stepped up, Symphony stepped up, Cake PHP stepped up. I think after Laravel, Laravel. What what fucking world do you live in? No, not after Laravel. No, Cake those existed. Like, those Cake. I'm not saying they didn't okay, exist. So, Code Igniter, Cake. So Code Igniter, Cake. All, Falcon. The uh, thing Laravel Zen did framework. was Laravel was the first framework that took advantage of new architecture in PHP, package management, things like that. I think Laravel is one of the things that kind of kicked the ass of the other frameworks to. Oh, hey, we need to support this stuff too because Laravel is just taking off with it. I'm a hundred percent saying that Laravel kicked. All the other frameworks ass. It was and, and that's I, good. I mean, well, that, where did that, that, that's good, right? I mean, what keep it's fine when within our own community that pushes that community forward. Well, it's, it's what it was killed from the Ruby Studio community. Or killed it's what killed Ruby on Rails because that push forward didn't happen from within the community. Ruby on Rails dominated that the Ruby yeah. language. There were other frameworks. Nobody else cared. Everybody used Ruby on Rails and just kind of fizzled. Well, the, and I think, away. yeah, I think the fizzling away was because we went, when Ruby on Rails was gaining its popularity at a, at a let's say, Boston market pace, it, we were still on 5.6 and 5.5, 5, and we had been there for a long time, and the frameworks <clears> hadn't <throat> really moved forward a lot. Symphony was the best framework at the time, but because of the pace that it's developed, it just it was not catching on the way that it needed to. And then we get 7.0 and 7.1, and we get Laravel, 
And it's like, oh, you want a feature? Here, here's a feature. You want collections? You want generics? You want this and that and this and that? It's like stuff got... People forget how slow things were after 5.6 was released. It was a slog. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. went to PHP... We, we had many PHP meetups where we talked about MySQL's version change. Or we talked about you know other components like how to optimize Apache or caching engines for Apache. Yeah. The, the, Percona? No, whatever. No, he's some... We, yeah, not laminate, but the the reverse proxy that yeah, I forget what it was. Yeah. Uh, whatever. There was there was a lot going on in web development, but not PHP. And if I'm I'm sure if we go back and look at the meetups that we hosted at that time, it was about you know basic security practices, MySQL or that, yeah, Varnish, Varnish. That's yeah. MySQL. We talked about integrating with APIs and we didn't talk about PHP itself. There wasn't enough to talk about. And it's like, now we've got four years of this podcast under our belt where almost every episode, there's something about PHP that has changed or that has, that we have learned that's improved. Like the language itself was so, so static at the time that rails happened that like of course it got overlooked because it really was just the wordpress language and this was around the same time where the the article the article came out which was php a practicing like that a fractal of bad design which was an article written purely out of spite but it swamped the internet everything was running php or a lot of things were running php and this this 50 page treatise on how bad php is came out and it was just like oh shit and i think that contributed a lot to ruby on rails because there weren't a lot of other options yep i think that all kind of factors in okay i think we had a very heavy see this john, is what you we had do. a funny story <laughs> You I did, did have another funny story, John. We can, <coughs> it's it's a brief one. I can share it now, or we can wait till next week. Let's share, let's do it real, share it real now, brief. Let's go. Let's I hear. Have... Um, all, right, all right, I'm not ending the show on Ruby on Rails. Okay, I'm working today, helping a junior developer with something, and he's trying to run tests, and they they're just not running. So a couple of us jump into Zoom to help him, and one of the things we're like. Just try doing a composer install and it just hangs and hangs and hangs and like nothing seems to be working. For shits and giggles, I jump into my Docker container. I do a composer install and it hangs. I'm like, that's weird. That's very weird. I'm like, just kill it and try phpcomposer.far because we have that in our repo and do an install. That worked fine. It's, we finally get it working just by not stopping Docker once, but twice to reset the networking. Everything starts working for them. Fast forward about 10 minutes. All of a sudden, I'm in our ops channel and there's we were getting these weird, weird alerts about MySQL has gone away. So I jump on. We're researching. We spend probably 10 minutes looking at it. And within these logs is a user ID. And somebody else grabs that and they're like, that's not a real user ID in our system. I then recognize, I'm like, oh shit, that's my user ID in my local system. I just killed something, my system. It turned out when I hit composer install, it fired up xdebug locally in my in my IDE and stopped that I didn't see. So then when I killed the xdebug session, it sent off these Slack alerts and I didn't I didn't have it differentiate between production and, and development. 
So I wasted the entire operations team's time for like 20, 30 minutes looking into something that wasn't an issue. I hope you didn't admit to it. It's just been like, wow, that's so weird. That's so weird. That came from. That's strange. Uh, <laughs> no, of course I did. Maybe it's running on Eric's server because he's homeless now. <laughs> Somebody check the tape. Came from uh, under the bridge. Why right. is that? So if you're new, if you're new to the show, you picked a perfect day to tune in. We go 51 weeks out of the year not talking about <laughs> PHP, and then the last show of the year we just ramble on and on. Yeah. So if you're that, new to the it. show, that's, this that's is grossly year. misrepresentative of what we do. This was a surprisingly good show. Do not set the bar this high listening in future shows, please. <laughs> I do have to give a plug to 24pullrequests.com. This is a seasonal open source contribution thing, very similar to Hacktober. They've got a good page telling you how to get involved and what projects you might like to work on, how to commit it if it's your first time, which is a really important thing to learn even if you don't commit anything. Check it out. They, you know, learning how to commit contribute to open if you don't have anything to say yet is a skill you should have. So 24pullrequests.com. That would be, for those in our Discord, that should be hitting our Discord channel here any second. So That's a play right. 24 days. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification, so, Tom. I don't think case, anybody would figure that one out. Don't want to... <laughs> 264 times we've done this. 264. That's it. PHP ugly's in the books. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to people. PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they're getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.